Welcome to Mujer Vagabunda. Today, I will be a bit philosophical because after spending my non-Christmas in Turkey, I have started to think about many things. One of them is the meaning of absence and how feeling the absence of something can actually imply its presence in our minds. On December 25, I did not have a Christmas as usual. All the cousins are now gathered at my grandma's house with Christmas decorations, preparing the Christmas salad, laughing and talking. I wasn't physically there, but in my mind, the memories appeared vividly and mentally a part of me was there in Mexico. So even though I didn't leave it, I remember it and I did decided to share my memories with my boyfriend's family commemorating my old ritual with a new one in my own way. So this is what we did. We ordered Kentucky, Kentucky chicken, because we used to eat so much turkey on my Christmas. My grandma and my aunt would make turkey sandwiches, turkey sandwich on, pickled turkey, turkey leg. So we are on the table when I'm saying this to my boyfriend's mother and she asked me, What is the reason? Is there a meaning that you eat so much turkey in Christmas? And I keep thinking and I say, mm, it doesn't have a symbolic meaning. I suppose because there is an abundance of turkey in the Yucatan region and the families included it in the Christmas menu. And we moved on to other topics. Later on, when I called my aunt to say Merry Christmas, I asked her why we met so much turkey in the Christmas dinner <laughs> and she answered the same thing. She also didn't know and told me that maybe it was because families can breed turkeys and we love. Because you know, this ritual is part of my Christian, Yucatecan, Mexican and female identity. This led me to think about my identity and in general, the process involved informing one. I just can be surprised about how the fact of creating our identity implies multiple identifications with people, meaning the people you frequent most as your friends, family, co-workers, etc. and institutions, you know, religion, school, politics around us. And so, doing things that they tell us And if we do not stop to ask someone or ourselves, we start to do things in automatic in our daily life, which we might not know the meaning. I think it is healthy to rethink our habits and traditions every once in a while, because if we don't, we might be losing the opportunity of doing things better and we might doing it worse. We might transmit archaic thoughts patterns that might not even be congruent with our true way of being and thinking. Of course, the turkey meal is harmless, but I bet you we can think about a lot of things that we have to do because that is the way our culture or parents say so. In Latin America, for example, we have started to question the roles of men and women which by consequence has changed a lot of things since the housework and parenting to the job opportunities.
like to think about identity like a story we are told for long enough until we tell it to ourselves every day. We build it and also we tell to others. I believe that consistency is an important part of identity because we forge ourselves from our customs or in other ways from what we constantly do. Just imagine how hard it is to create and stop a habit. Even if it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. It is hard to start making sport every day, as hard it is to quit smoking. It is not only by repetition that we learn, but also each action has consequences on ourselves and the environment in which we live, and this transforms us and our reality. Let's think of identity as a building that is built block by block. Not all of us have well-made buildings. Some of us need blocks while others are well-founded. Each block is an aspect and is made of different material that contributes to the formation of our identity. But okay, people are not buildings and we do not remain anchored to a place So that is why we would have to put some imagination to these buildings and put feet on them so that they move like people and with this movement build themselves from other blocks, making different combinations. Each block would be like an identification with various things, your country, your culture, your gender, the people you surround with and what habits you pick With, from the places that you go to. Our identity begins with our family, whether we like it or not. We identify ourselves by repetition. We consciously and unconsciously learn ways from our primary caregivers. This is how we become in first place who we are. Picking a peculiarities of characters similar to one of our parents, friends, etc. Surrounding ourselves with people who think the same, generally, as us. For example, when I was growing up, I learned to see difference and change as a normal thing. Since I was born and raised in a highly touristic place where people of all colors, religions, ideologies, languages and nationalities went for vacations and or ended up living there mixing with us. Some authors of psychoanalysis would say that there are three basic aspects in our identity such as space, where you are, time, generation gaps, for example, and social links, who surrounds me, and where do I belong. But a weird paradox of life is that to say that you are someone and identify yourself, it also means to be a unique element. So just as identity requires separation from people and places that provide us with elements with which we identify, we cannot deny that we belong to these uh, people and we cannot deny the aspect that makes us similar 
So if we want to call ourselves unique, we are unique and we belong like an individual in the mass. We are unique because each human has a series of unique identification due to the fact that through all our lives we created a, what I would like to call, unique photographic album. Nobody lives the same, even if they are in the same family. We call this individuality, but each individual belongs to a group even if this individual is unhappy with this belonging. Sometimes our individuality can collide with others, mainly because in each person's culture there are patterns that are transmitted without thinking, and on the other hand, our parents raise us with their own rules. You can sum up what you start to think about these rules and your own mindset and it gets a little bit harder. I have caught myself many times getting annoyed by the difference only to discover later that there is no wrong or right but just different in some cases. For me, identifying with my culture or with any other has been difficult but now I know that what defines me is questioning what is what is established and that is why it is difficult for me to belong. Sometimes I am uncomfortable because I do not conform to the norm and this lets me to say that no matter where we are, we need to discover who we are and keep building ourselves. Non-adaptation is part of me and that works for and against as you could imagine. When I was at home, I thought that maybe I didn't belong, only to discover how many things I am used to just for being Mexican that do not exist in other places. I think that just like me, there are people from different parts of the world who have a conflict between what they are and, the what, and what they are supposed to be. And I feel that having this conflict is fortunate because it leads us to rethink the rules that become old and useless over the years and divide people. Knowing where we come from is good, and respecting the other without imposing or denigrating is important. Since we are in the beginning of the year, which by the way, I also celebrated my non-new year, I will make a virtual toast. So, more uncomfortable people there to communicate their ideas and continue asking out loud. Salud! That's all for today. See you for more in the next episode of Mujer Vagabunda. advertising to everyone. If you heard this and you're a migrant like me, I am still writing the migrant stories. Please send a mail to mujervagabunda at gmail.com so we can collaborate. <laughs>